Good morning, I'm Riley, and this is Lifestyle Tucson, a program where I chat with nonprofit groups and organizations, finding out how they serve the community and getting updates on current projects. For today's program, I'm speaking with Reach For It of Tucson, whose mission is to provide veterans with help and housing, as well as providing housing to non-veterans who may have past convictions and addictions. I'm speaking with... My name is Travis Moore. I'm CEO and founder of Reach For It of Tucson. I'm Brandon Maloney. I'm the COO of Reach For It of Tucson. Reach For It Tucson is a relatively new organization for our community, and it originates from a personal journey of hardship, recovery, and rehabilitation. And I would like to kind of start there. Will you share with me um, some of what led you to taking on this mission to help veterans and low-income individuals find housing? I started, uh, I was bad. <laughs> I was a <laughs> troublemaker. I I was in and out of prison. I was addicted to drugs. I've, I've lived on the streets. I've done pretty much it all, all of it. And uh, in 2013, I was facing life in prison, 88 oh. years. So it kind of uh, was a, a big wake-up call, mm-hmm. you know? So I, uh, I knew I, I was going to be different, you know? It wasn't like every other time I would get out of prison and I'm going to be different this time. And then in a month, I'm back on drugs and I'm robbing and stealing and just being horrible, you know? Mm-hmm. So it took me a while and uh, I uh, got released on probation, IPS. And from there, as soon as I was off IPS, I started volunteering my time at a halfway house. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of my name kind of blew up. And I was told by several that, you know, do your own thing, do your own thing, you'll, you'll, you'll grow, you know. So February 12th of last year, 2021, we, uh, I got my 501c3 for Reach Fort of Tucson. And we started with our first veteran house. So it kind of just grew, mm-hmm. you know. So what type of volunteer work were you doing at the halfway house? So I was running it. I was, okay. I was, uh, I was they considered it like a life coach. So mm-hmm. it would help, them, help men coming out, kind of direct them on how I got better, right? Like what, what helped me get to where I am, you know. And uh, they hired me eventually. So I did the, I was running that halfway house and then I was running another one as well. So it was just, uh, it, it's weird the way it worked out. You know, I, I donated my time for a little bit and my story just blew up. You yeah. Know? And me, I can relate to the men because I've been there. I've, I was abused as a child. I was, I, I've done it all. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been in and out of prison. I know the system and, and it screwed us every time, you know, because we made bad choices, mm-hmm. you know, so I related. Absolutely. And yeah. you can, you know, take those personal experiences and apply it to the people you are meeting every day with guiding. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I would like to just hear more about the different ways that you help out individuals. And I'd like to start with veterans, because that seems to be a very big focus for your organization is helping veterans uh, finding housing and get on their feet. So tell me about those programs and what you offer, because you mentioned the, the Gilbert House. The Gilbert House is actually uh, a kind of a tribute to my grandpa, okay, um, Gilbert Trejo. So he he's a good man, you know. He just he he he's getting older now, and and I wanted to to help veterans because we've seen them um, on the streets mm-hmm. every day. We have to see these men addicted to drugs because of PTSD. They're mm-hmm. trying to you know push it back and push it back, and and they're suffering really bad, you know, and and. At this point, it, it wasn't their choice. You know, they went and served our country, and they needed our help, you know. Mm-hmm. So we want to 
we focus on the ones that are on, on the streets. Um, Mr. Brandon here, he's my right-hand man now. He started out in our Gilbert house because he's a veteran. So now he helps me run the company. Okay, so you started <clears throat> by attending Gilbert House. Will you tell me a bit about that and yeah. how it grew to becoming the right-hand man for this organization? Yeah, so it's it's, it's definitely been an experience. You know, being a veteran, I've, I've always carried that mm-hmm. that with me, and it, it helped me get out of trouble. Yeah. It helped me and until it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always managed to maintain good jobs, but I always struggled mm-hmm. with internally a lot of trauma, dealt with it by coping it with drugs, you know, mm-hmm. and, and when I finally had my first experience going in jail, I came out and went to Travis's first first veteran house that he opened up, the Gilbert house. For me, the, the timing of it couldn't have been better mm-hmm. because he had just opened up that first house, this veteran house. The two individuals that he had helping him run that house at the time were not veterans. So when I stepped in, uh, uh, the gentleman there said, you know, you're a veteran, you know, talk with these guys as they come in. And I had a passion for it coming out of, you mm-hmm. know, coming out of those hard times myself to help the guys. And, you know, I, I, I looked up to Travis for everything he did. I, I seen how he worked with the guys and I knew like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna let him mentor mm-hmm. me through this whole process. And we just we got to connecting and realizing we both had the same heart to help guys. Veterans, non veterans, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just that passion and, and it's you know, a lot of people they come into this thinking this is what they want to do, and then they get a little taste of it, and it beats them down, mm-hmm. and then they step away. Travis has been in this for the long haul, and I, you know, he's he showed me what it takes to endure mm-hmm. what it's we go through. Definitely, like a lot of emotional strength, because it can be it's difficult, you know, hear hard stories or people struggling and not kind of internalize that because you have to you gotta, be able you to. Got to learn to push away at a certain point mm-hmm. um, because otherwise you'll take it to the heart right if mm-hmm. if you put all this time and dedication into this one person and and they relapse mm-hmm. you start to go well what did I do wrong yeah you know, what, what 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 could I have done to make it better you know and honestly there's you're you're ready when you're ready you mm-hmm. know and and our job is just to help push them and and hope they see it you know and if they don't then we'll try again later mm-hmm. you know so everybody's different and and he's had to learn the hard way you got to push back a little bit you know what i mean because if not you're going to start blaming yourself Mm -hmm. so but we put our heart everything we have into this you know to help these men because we've been there you know so how many people usually reside in uh the facility at a time or the the house at a time i shouldn't say facility um all beds together i have 63 beds oh wow okay Uh, the gilbert house i believe is 10 so Wow. Yeah, so we we try to get out there. We're actually looking into opening up another one. Mm-hmm. So it's been a journey, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so tell me a bit about the use of uh, case managers. As you mean, like peer um, support. The so, peer support. Um, so right now, like we have every house has their house manager, right? Okay. And and their house manager should be. We're trying to get everybody to be peer support specialists, mm-hmm. right? So they'll be certified in it. They give mentor when we're not there, okay. right? So they'll, they'll these guys have been in it. Everybody that's in my program or uh, that's hired into my program has actually been through it, okay. you know what I mean? I'm not just looking for somebody to hire off the yeah. streets that don't mm-hmm. know, you know, these all these men have been together for a while and, and once you complete it, then you step up and now he like, one gentleman, um, 
Andrew we've had for a couple of years now, you know. He started with me when I was volunteering. So he's he's now a, a house manager. He's been in my program for two years and now he gets to help these men and, and, and he's been a he was a heroin addict yeah. for ten years or something. So and he's been sober now two years. So That's he's yeah, so he now gets to help, right? Okay. So we'll put him through peer specialists and then he'll be able and then once he gets or we make more money, we'll be able to hire him on mm-hmm. staff. That way he can go out and do okay. outreach like Brandon. Or A lot of these guys are understanding how important it is to be of service to others, mm-hmm. to help yeah. them through this whole process, which is huge. You know, helping somebody else in return is helping yourself. Mm-hmm. It's holding yourself accountable. And so we make sure we put people in the right position that are willing to step up and understand the importance of it mm-hmm. because it starts with, your leadership Mm -hmm. from us all the way down to making a successful program. Otherwise one hiccup along the way, Mm -hmm. you know, will really, you know, make this all fall apart. And I can see a lot of benefit in that. You're, you're walking the path with them alongside and guiding in a way. And it's not, you know, some outsider being like, well, I read this in a book and I'm going to apply that to your life. That's, that's huge. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, so many guys, you'll you'll talk to them, and we'll talk about counselors and therapists. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, by all there's a, they're a huge part mm-hmm. of this, but some of those guys, you know, they're reluctant to open up to somebody mm-hmm. who's never been there. So they're gonna, you know, you'll you'll hear them say all the time, "Why am I gonna open up to somebody who has no idea what that life's mm-hmm. about?" Versus they sit down with Travis, myself, or our house managers, and they can talk to somebody who can relate to them and meet them at their level mm-hmm. where they're at, you know. When they feel like they're talking to somebody who they may get the feeling is talking down on them, they're mm-hmm. going to just shut themselves off. You know, that's a big part of it, just getting them to feel comfortable enough to just let it all out. Mm-hmm. Most of these guys are holding on to such trauma mm-hmm. and just making them feel comfortable enough to say, hey, like, I know exactly what you've been through. Mm-hmm. And that just, you know, sometimes I've, I've had to learn in the past, do more listening than talking. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, there's the focus on veterans. And then as well, I the mention of low-income individuals and those with with a history, those with past convictions or addictions. Can you tell me a bit more about uh, the ways that you can help out these individuals? So a big thing in being a felon or mm-hmm. having all these drug convictions or robberies or whatever, and, and you try to change your life, it, it's not as easy. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you can't find a place to stay. No apartments want you because of your record, you know, Sometimes it's hard to find a job, not not too bad nowadays, but my goal is, our goal is to eventually be able to get an apartment complex. So once these men do our program and complete our program, they'll be able to go into their own apartment and establish their credit again and be mm-hmm. able to be okay. You know, we're not going to turn them down because they're a felon. We're not going to, you know, so, so that's a big part. Mm-hmm. So that low income side, and then there's also low income veterans. So hitting the low income side is, is definitely a plus, you know, mm-hmm. we can keep it. I could have kept it just doing halfway houses, but mm-hmm. it's just not, it's not going to get us very far with this community the way it is right now. So with all the fentanyl and drugs and everything, it's just, we need to be more active in the community, mm-hmm. you know. That, that's a good thing about the program. There is no date to where mm-hmm. you have to leave by. Yeah, That's when you're ready and when you're comfortable. Yeah. Obviously, we do push guys after a while to be like, hey, it, it's scary, but let's, we put them in uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. 
because it's hey, it's time to push you out the nest. Yeah. Let's let's, let's go on to the next level. Yeah. But it's it's working with them on their time and when we feel like okay, let's 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 move on to the next step. Mm-hmm. That was Brandon Maloney, COO of Reach Frit of Tucson. You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. I'm Riley, and I'm also joined by Travis Moore, the CEO and founder of Reach Frit of Tucson. Reach Forward of Tucson supports a, a sober lifestyle, and you've mentioned um, addiction and recovery. And so will you tell me a bit about the sober living options and kind of what's expected for, uh, of individuals in your program? So we do uh, drug tests because um, I help, again, we help from the homeless to prison to jails to um, detox facilities. Mm-hmm. We're teamed up with TPD. We're I mean, we hit the streets and, and we find guys that they're using and we try to get them into detox. And, and so to make sure they're being held accountable, we'll drug test if, uh, again, all our, our managers have been through it. Mm-hmm. They, they see all the signs, you know, so if they start showing signs, and we're going to drug test. We're going to make sure if they need help other ways, um, whether they relapse and they need to go back into detox, we'll get them into there. Um, we're, we're teamed up with Cornerstone, so... Uh, which is another one in Buena Vista, a lot of them. We have other ways to help them, not just, you know, putting them in there and being done with them, mm-hmm. you know. So we'll we'll hit all angles. If they need counseling or if they need something other than us talking mm-hmm. to them and, you know, yelling at them or whatever, then, then we'll get them to where they need to be. Absolutely. So, so you mentioned uh, TPD and uh, some other organizations. Tell me about, about some of your partnerships and, uh, yeah, the other resources you so we have uh, Buena Vista we're teamed up with. They're a, a detox cornerstone. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we have a guy that, whether he's in our house or whether we, he, Brandon was out on the streets and talking to a gentleman and he needs help, right? Mm-hmm. He'll he'll call uh, Cornerstone and we'll get him a bed, get him into detox, and then after detox they'll come with us. So then we work with a lot of uh, employers that will get them a job. And uh, if they need IDs, then we'll get, make sure they have their IDs, their socials, everything. TPD, we do a lot with. Uh, he'll go out with TPD a lot. Yeah, on, on Wednesdays, there's a big community of, of all the organizations around town, behavioral, mental health, you know, detox facilities, uh, inpatient treatments. They all come together, and we do outreach in the community. Mm-hmm. TPD, CERT team is, CERT, is, yeah. is part of that. You know, a lot of these places, you know, depending on what we need, one organization in particular may be more like mental health and drug treatment because usually we find out when they start relapsing they go hand in hand Mm -hmm. versus other places like it's just more of just you know the drug treatment part of it and i think that's a big part of it is the community's understanding like we cannot be in this in ourselves Mm -hmm. number one everybody's limited on resources that's the biggest thing once we came on the scene with the community outreach and they found out we were housing it, mm-hmm. the phones ring nonstop because there's not enough of it, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody at that, that's what I appreciate about this community team is, you know, we're coming together trying to tackle a huge problem within our city. And it's just, we're barely scratching the surface mm-hmm. of it. We're and barely. And another good thing, sorry to cut you off, is they're not just pushing their, their program, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're whatever suits that person. If they go out and, this gentleman doesn't need detox, the the detox facility, you know, La Fontaine or any of these places are going to back off and they'll let us come in. Mm-hmm. So they're not just pushing, they're not pushing their narrative. They're, they're, it's more of a community, like, let's help each other, right? This guy needs your guys' help, but he needs our help first, so let's get him in and then we'll push him to you so you can help him. So it's, it's 
a good thing to see the community mm-hmm. come together. And and not gonna lie, a lot of the TPD guys have never been addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. And the the to see them out there and care as much as they do is just amazing. Like uh, my my female house is actually was named after the the sergeant of TPD cert team, so Erica. So yeah, so you see them care, and it's just, it's really good to see this. Yeah, and so you mentioned your your female house, and this is uh, a, a new expansion, uh, effectively, yeah. just a couple of months ago. Tell me a bit about uh, the development of this new house. So we, I would go out, he would go out, and, and you see couples out there on the mm-hmm. streets, right? And, and the male is not gonna, he's not gonna get sober without her. You know, mm-hmm. that's one of the, the always their stipulation, you know, like uh, she's not, I can't leave her out here on the streets. We need to put her somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't have nowhere to put her, you know, so we started talking about doing a women's house, you know, help these abused women or these women that are out here on the streets or whatever. So when we do come across this again, we're like, cool, we'll, we'll get you both into detox and then you both will come with mm-hmm. us just separate houses. Right. So you don't have to be worried about her or whatever, you know. So that was a, a, a journey, and I say that very clear <laughs> journey. <laughs> it's been a struggle. It's, it's, it's right. been. <laughs> we, we, we realize there hasn't been a great deal of resources for females. Domestics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the domestic side, yes. When mm-hmm. it comes to the rehab, like usually just the inpatient treatment, and then very just very few houses. So it was it was brought to our attention that there was a big need for it. And there is, and there mm-hmm. is, you know, but, you know, that's a whole separate struggle in itself because finding the right manager to go in the house and understand, like, what they're dealing with. Majority of these women have come out of domestic issues, but they're dealing with substance issues and so on and so forth. Um, we've linked up with a lot of really good organizations mm-hmm. that have been helping us through this process, and, and that's the biggest thing is just reaching out to enough resources for everything. And, and we're learning as we go. Mm-hmm. We're learning as we go, hey, yeah. we don't have this. We need to find somebody and that's where that team of community outreach, uh, organ, you know, all the different organizations have yeah. been such a huge help. Yeah, and I did see actually. Um, I was looking around on your Facebook page, and I saw the connection with uh, Women Warriors. Yeah, and yes, uh, yeah, yeah, that's another wonderful organization. Karen, yes, Karen, amazing. Yeah, amazing. Karen, she's amazing. Uh, we deal a lot with her. Um, actually, we were just at her little thing. Her one year. One year. Oh, her boutique. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, she actually donates a lot to us. She'll send us men if she sees men because, you know, her focus is, is on the, the female the, veterans. The female yeah. Veterans. <clears throat> and we don't really come across too many of those. So mm-hmm. so all the men or the veteran men or whatever, we'll, we'll get them clothes from the thrift store or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Wonderful. Coming together to lift Absolutely. everyone up and yeah. help for sure. Tell me a bit about your own thrift shop and uh, kind of um, – how it's used uh is it resources for the people in your services or is it a public thrift shop it is it's public but i use it for uh, everything Mm -hmm. whether a lot of times we'll get homeless around there and they'll need a new pair of shoes Mm -hmm. or whatever so we'll we'll make sure that they get those if uh if we got a guy that's coming out of jail or off the streets that has nothing and He's got to go to work, you know, so he will get him. That will pay for his ID. It will get him his work clothes, mm-hmm. his work shoes or whatever he needs to, you know, to start that that new venture. So mm-hmm. um, it does. We do a little bit of it. it. It's helpful because obviously along the way we realize, hey, we want to do this. We want to do that. Everything costs money. Right. And which which is that's the biggest thing we I'm sure a lot of us run into is like that's all fine and dandy. But where are we going to get the funds? The funding. For this? So that's that that kind of makes a dent in it. 
you know, obviously anything we could do fundraising wise, you know, we've held boxing events, fundraising. We're in the process of working with other nonprofit uh, veteran organizations for new new future, you know, fundraising events. But it's been helpful. It, it definitely helps. Anything helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's doing its job. It's um, able to get a guy his ID, you mm-hmm. know, that doesn't have the money. He's off the streets, you know, or get him his clothes. And uh, it, it's doing well, you know, and all this that, that I've created is it's been out of my own pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, I saved and saved for this. I've never had a grant. We're trying mm-hmm. to get him, you know. We have had a couple donation. But other than that, I mean, it's it's all been us, our heart, mm-hmm. you know. So. It allows us to employ a few people, too. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You know, it, does, it takes the individuals to yeah. carry yeah. on your work, for sure. Um, so I would like to touch on uh, just how you can help people who are navigating the legal system, because I can imagine the transition from jail or imprisonment to coming back to society can be very much a struggle. Um, what are some of the ways that you can help out in that transitional process? We're actually work closely with POs, probation. Mm -hmm. If they're on probation and and they're out on the streets and they're looking at getting violated, usually we can can help that, Mm -hmm. you know? We have a lot of, of, uh, even guys coming out of prison, we work with um, all the prisons around Mm -hmm. Tucson, They, they get released to us. So there's, I mean, as long as they're willing to get sober mm-hmm. and they're willing to, to start a new life, then we definitely got them and we'll do everything we can to keep them on the straight and narrow and mm-hmm. out of trouble, for sure. H- having that relationship with probation and understanding like our program and where our heart's at, mm-hmm. they, you know, a lot of guys, they go through issues and they run into issues with probation. And a lot of time probation will call us and just be like, I've given this guy one opportunity and he'll put it in the hands of us saying, I need you to really speak mm-hmm. with this guy. There's been several times where guys were in handcuffs getting ready to go back to jail and Travis would get the phone call. I'll get the phone call. And it's just like, you know, we got this. We got this. Yeah. Okay. Let us, let us handle it. Let us handle it. Exactly. You know, we sat down with a lot of different programs around with Pima County. They got a new program called the invest program. We're trying to help facilitate their guys. Um, we're just linking up with, all these different mm-hmm. to try to get a true understanding of the biggest thing is we're starting to realize that between this point and this point, they fall between the cracks mm-hmm. and the, and literally that's when they start getting overwhelmed and they relapse, they mess up and they go back into jail. So many of the different new programs now are trying to bridge that gap between this point and that point where they're not left out. They don't feel like they're forgotten about and we're able to just keep track with them for a good period, even before they're coming out and after they get out to help them along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, to, uh, you know, a lot of these guys, even the simplest, just the most basic paperwork will overwhelm them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's where a lot of this and linking up, you know, and, and, and we realize that too, like we want to do all this, but we have to be able to reach out with other yeah. organizations and because and, it takes a group effort. There's no way we're going to do this just, mm-hmm. just us, you know. Yeah. And that's what's been great is, we've established a good relationship with all these different organizations. And I, I lean on him because he knows a lot more of the resources than I do. I'm learning as I go, mm-hmm. you know, but he's he's really worked very closely with a lot of these organizations. And it's just been an easy process for me to kind of roll into that. Mm-hmm. And so like you had mentioned, you got your uh, your 501c3 uh, in February of last mm-hmm. year. Um, so you've, you have actually been able to accomplish quite a bit in a, a relatively short amount of time. <laughs> um, so tell me a bit about kind of what you 
what you want moving forward and what you want people to know about your organization as you continue to keep striving forward. We've been able to do so much in such a short a time is it, it, because we put our heart into it. Everything that we got in, we put right back, mm-hmm. right? And, and making the friends and, and teaming up with other people and we've they see that we're, we're in it. You know what I mean? We, we will do our best. If this man does not make it, it it's not because we didn't try, mm-hmm. you know? So loving it and, and, and loving where we've came from and, and, and being able to help others is just everything. If somebody out there needs our help, feel free to call. Call us. We'll do our best to get them. Um, but we also need help, too, mm-hmm. you know? So so definitely look us up. Check us out. And, and if you need help, we're, we're, we'll be there for sure. Okay. Brandon will be there. <laughs> yeah. So what is, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you? Um, either for, you know, they have time or money they want to donate to your organization, or there's someone who's like, this could help me like get it together. Yes. What's the best resource? So connection? My thrift store is 6121 East Broadway, suite 134. It's called Reach for It Thrift. Um, they can also go to my website. ReachRateOfTucson.com. Yeah. And uh, the phone number's on there. They can call Brandon directly or me directly. Um, Look us up on, on uh, you know, Google Maps, Yelp, Apple Maps. Anything, yeah. Um, and uh, the ReachRateOfTucson.com. Well, it's oh, yeah. Travis at ReachFortOfTucson. There's also the reach reach it of Tucson.info at gmail. Right, which is just a general. So that that's just a general if they have any kind of general questions question. to ask. Um, you know, a lot of us too is, is, is so many people think that we just strictly focus on the person needing help. We understand that sometimes a person that's dealing with that individual mm-hmm. just needs some information, which we're glad to help. I've I've worked a lot with parents, families, friends of friends saying, I don't know how to deal with this situation. If we have the, you know, we'll, we'll make time, come talk to us, let's sit down, let's, let's make a plan. Because a lot of people, you know, they need to understand that they're an important part of this process, right? We can't be enablers. We can't be, you know, a lot of us are codependent on the other people and, and we're just making this harder than it needs to be. Um, so we take the time to sit down and, and, and talk, not just with that individual, but the person dealing with somebody who's going through that, which is a big part. So definitely hit us up on, on our email, on our web, on our Facebook and 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 don't hesitate because it's it's you know there's you're not just the only one going through this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, yeah. I mean we've been called uh, mothers has called uh, called me one time asking if I was just her son was homeless, mm. addicted to drugs. She knew where he was. I just had to go out and talk to him. So I mean we're always willing to do and and get out there and help if we can get him sober. We'll we'll definitely try. Well, before we wrap up, is there just like anything else you, you gentlemen would like to share about your work and or your organization? Uh, just <laughs> there's so much to right. say. Um, honestly, just uh, uh, please look us up anytime for anything you need. If you feel it in your heart that you would like to uh, help us out along the way, feel free to look us up. Anything is greatly appreciated. But, you know, most importantly, just uh, just understand there's hope. You know, don't give up. There's hope. It, sometimes it's a it's a it's a process, but with the right people in place, it, it's it's definitely doable. And you're looking at living proof. Yeah, yeah. it is possible. We love you. We love Absolutely. you, Tucson. Absolutely. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time and uh, teaching me all about your work at Reachford of Tucson. And uh, yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you very much.
That was Travis Moore, CEO and founder, and Brandon Maloney, the COO. For more information, the website again is reachforittucson.com. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. I'm Riley, and if you are part of a nonprofit group or organization that would like to be featured in an upcoming episode of the program, you can reach out to me by email, publicaffairs at azlotus.com. That is publicaffairs, all one word, at azlotus.com. For more information or to listen back to something you may have missed, go to the Sunday mornings page at mixfm.com, kfma.com, klpx.com, or espntucson.com. <laughs>